Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Chattanooga football kicks off their season on Saturday as the Mox will take on North Alabama. UTC opens up the season on the road. And as we always do, we kick off football season with a conversation of the head coach of the Mox, Rusty Wright. What do you feel like you got accomplished since you got the guys back on campus? Um, well, you kind of figure out a little bit what everybody can do. Um, I think we're going to be a physical football team. Um, I'm not sure how smart we always are when it comes to situational stuff. We're working like crazy on some of those things. I mean, day in and day out. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I like where we are, uh, which was part of my concern going into, you know, fall camp. Especially in this day and age, and I said it before, it's every team is different. I don't care who you have coming back, what you have coming back. It truly, in this day and age, every team is different. You have to kind of find out about them, you know. And uh, honestly, that was probably the hardest camp I'd put them through since maybe my first year. Um, and they never backed down, which was a plus. Uh, this group will go work. Again, not always the smartest group working, but they'll go work. They don't gripe and complain. They go, and they've been that way since January. So what I'd seen since we started in January till this point has been pretty consistent, and I hope that pays off for us in the long run. You said it's the hardest fall camp since your first one. Why? Was that predetermined? Did yeah, you- I'd, I'd already made my mind up. I was going to find out what kind of football – because I knew I had to find out because – we're going to play these 10 straight weeks. It's going to be a, you know, it's going to, it's going to get mentally and physically wearing on us. And uh, we're going to do some things during the season, hopefully to ease that a little bit, especially the mental part. The physical part, I don't worry about as much. I think we're in better shape. I think we're stronger now than we ever have been at any point in time. But, uh, you know, mentally we're going to have to change some things up to keep them from, I mean, it's, it's hard to focus a group this day and age for a long period of time. Yeah. What, gives you the, the the greatest comfort about this football team? When you, you think about this team, what, what do you feel like is the strength? Uh, what's, what, what gives you the greatest sense of, of peace about it? Well, I think they'll just continue to play. I, I, I like that part about it. Um, I think it doesn't matter what happens. I think we'll continue to play and give ourselves a chance. Uh, this, you know, the biggest thing is, is – there are some known people that can play. They have to play that well as, as they're capable of playing. And then I think that'll help the guys that hadn't played a lot and have confidence to go do that. But I really like the way they've worked, the way they've tried, and I think that's that's what's got me excited is I, I think we have an opportunity to have a good football team. What's your biggest concern? Everything wrapped up into one. I mean, it just <laughs> did it, you know, the first game, you know, truly going out there and Seeing every, but that's my biggest concern every year. Seeing it work and and seeing it work together. Um, as much as you try to uh, simulate adversity in practice and those kind of things, until you get into those situations and see how this group handles it, and know okay, we can handle it, or we got to fix this to handle this. That's you know that's really probably the utmost concern of mine because there's going to be adversity, and it is what it is. So I watched you guys practice three times, and every time I left, I kept thinking, 
I like both of those quarterbacks. Like both of those guys can can get it done. Your thoughts on Chase and Luke and kind of what you have seen from them since they've been back. Yeah, I mean, I think both those guys are very capable. Um, Chase has probably separated himself a lot more than Lucas is ready to do that right now. Um, I think Lucas has got a bright future ahead of him, no question. I really do. Uh, some of his is wanting to be the guy so bad he won't be patient enough to do the things he's supposed to do. But he'll play at some point in time this year. I don't know when, don't know how yet, but we'll figure that out. Chase is, I think, after spring ball, he kind of settled in, you know, a little bit, got comfortable with his surroundings, got com- truly comfortable with his people, uh, had a good summer. He's had a good fall camp. Now he's got to go out and do it. You know, that's that's the thing. I think he's completely capable of doing it, but he's got to go out and do it, and that's the only way we're going to find out, you know, if we made the right decision. Is it a concern, the fact that, look, he's an older guy, but he's an older guy that hadn't played a lot of football. Is that a concern? Nah, it, it would be if he had a – if he had a different type mentality. I think he's been preparing himself to be the guy for a long time. I mean, you talk to him, uh, you watch him work, you see the amount of time he spends off the field trying to be a good quarterback and, and being involved in those kind of things. So, um, you know, part of it will be on us figuring out exactly what he can do when the lights are on and how good he is when the lights are on to keep giving him and putting him in situations to be good. How deep do you feel like you are at running back? We all know about a limb. We know about Geno. But... Yeah, I think Reggie Davis is going to have a good year when he gets his opportunities. Um, Chris Houston can do some things for us that those other three can't. You know, and then there's always Lance Jackson who's had a, you know, a solid career here. He just hasn't got enough touches because of who he's been behind. So, uh, feel, I feel better about them because I feel a little better about the guys up front too. When you look at that wide receiver group, uh, I feel like you got a ton of speed. There's not a lot of size, though. Is that a concern? Yeah, uh, I don't – I mean, we just try to find the best players to put them out there. I don't care how big or, you know, little they are. Um, would you like to have everybody be six foot and 190 pounds and can run? Sure you would, but not really happening at our level a whole bunch. So, um, you know, we got some guys that we've signed that have to continue to get better that are bigger guys. You know, they're not ready. I mean, for whatever reason, whether it's maturity, whether it's understanding what they have to do day in and day out, uh, learning the system, you know, that's part of that's on them. But at some point in time, they're going to step up and play and help us. And, you know, we'll see when that is. Who surprised you? Anybody? Uh, Jeremiah Cat had a really good sprint, uh, fall camp. He has really stepped forward and, and done really well during camp. Um, Quay Wiggles has gotten a lot better during camp you know uh that's the thing i think those two cam overton's had a really good camp playing tight end you know so i mean there's there's three or four and there's a handful more that have progressively gotten better and i think some of their better footballs ahead of them you've got guys on that offensive line you referenced jeremiah reed williams is somebody that's played uh some for you i mean you you've got guys that have experience up there how do you feel about that group better than i did at any point in time last year you know, um, I think the first five kind of give us an opportunity to be pretty good. 
I think the ones that are battling for those next spots, uh, if something were to happen and we lose a guy, I think we can put one of those guys in without having to wholesale change the whole group like we had to last year. I mean, it was musical chairs over there every Saturday. And, you know, this guy would go down. And, all right, where does McClendon go now? All right, McClendon goes here. And then these guys got to go here. And you know, I never got comfortable last year in situations where, you know, I was like, all right, man, it's fourth and one. It's a 50-50 shot. We get it anyway. Or, But, you know, I just never – I knew if we give Zero a crease or Gino a crease, we'd be fine. But it was just so many moving parts up there from week to week that really during fall camp last year, we spent about the first three weeks trying to figure out what we had and who they were, you know, because a lot of those guys showed up during the summer. And this year we've had them since January, which has helped us tremendously. You've got two coordinators, two guys that have been around this game a long time, uh, and two guys that have had success. How do you manage your role as the head coach versus their role as as coordinator? Well, they're in there watching film, and I'm in here talking to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you do the math. Uh, I trust both those guys. Um, it's getting harder and harder in our profession to find – good qualified people to do things uh, that believe in what you believe in to get things done. And I'm very fortunate. Both those guys are really good football coaches. Um, They do a really good job of using what we have on our team and putting them in the right situations to give them a chance. Uh, I think the biggest mistake young coordinators or younger guys that are coordinators make is it's about what they do. And it's not what your players can do. And I have this conversation all the time, you know, because people say, well, why don't you run this offense and why don't you run that offense? Well, it's not quite that simple when it's all said and done. You better do what your kids can do. Now, we've been here a little while. We've recruited to what we like to do. Um, You know, so you have to have – but both those guys, if we get into a situation where we don't have a running back left on offense – for whatever reason, I promise you, we'll be able to go out there and line up and go compete on Saturdays because Coach Pito's a smart guy. You know, if something happens and we're down all the defensive linemen we have or something, I, I promise you, we'll be able to line up and go out there and compete and give our kids an opportunity to go win because those guys are smart football coaches, all those guys in those rooms. And it's it's a lot tougher at our level than it is um, the higher level because of the things you see week in and week, week out are different compared to the um, cookie-cutter offenses you see at the group of five level and the power five level but or defenses. But, uh, yeah, I got full confidence in those guys. I, I get involved and sometimes it's, hey, don't blitz here, let's play coverage, make him make a throw, you know, or, hey, you got four downs when we cross the 42. Let's see what happens, you know, and that's that's the thing is those guys are in there day in, day out, you know, pouring over it, looking at it, reading it, paying attention to it, and coaching them up. And I got all the confidence in the world in them guys. Talk with Coach Ward. He You, you mentioned Quay Wiggles having a good fall camp, and I asked him, you know, who's next? There's kind of been that – that line of great defensive linemen here that's that's been going back now for what feels like several years. He said without hesitation, Quay was that guy this year. Do you do you sense that? Yeah, I, I do. Um, Quay's worked really hard since he's been here. I mean, really, really hard. Uh, he's gained a bunch of weight. He's gotten stronger. 
he's watched a guy that was, you know, player of the league in this player of the year in this league for a couple of years and be a, you know, a dominating player at this level at his spot. And Quay's a completely different player than Devontae. Completely different. It's not the same body type. It's not the same person. Uh, but Quay has a different aspect to him that I think is going to be good for Quay to be a good player. Um, you know, he's got to get in there day out, day in and day out and go through it and see it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt he has an opportunity. If he continues to grow and continues to get better, and the more he plays, the better he will be. Jay Person, what when NFL scouts come through? I, I don't know how much you get a chance to talk to those guys. I talk to all of them. What do they tell you about Jay? Well, you know, really, it's they're asking what kind of person Jay is. What what's you know what getting the the thing is? Give me one thing nobody ever tells me, you know, about a player. And I'm like, well, I watched Jay as a sophomore, and I knew he was going to be a good. You know, a sophomore in high school, I knew he was going to be a good football player. Um, you know, and that's the thing is everybody loves the way he plays the game. Everybody loves the way he's grown in that position since he's been here. Because when he first got here, crap, I was stupid. We had him at inside linebacker. You know, we were trying to figure out where he played. And then, uh, you know, the first year he played that rush end, he just went out there and played. He had no technique. And he has worked really hard to be a good technician and, and work at his trade and, and be good that way. And I think that's the one thing when you talk to those people, they they can say, all right, if he'll continue to work like that, he has an opportunity. Those guys on the inside, Alex Mitchell, Bo Spearman, guys that saw a little bit of playing time uh, a year ago. Not a lot, though. And that's that's a lot of tackles gone from a year ago when you talk about a guy like Ty Beck. So a little bit about those two guys and, and what you see from that, that inside group. Yeah, I mean, I like both those both those guys. I think uh, Alex Mitchell's got a chance to be a really good football player for us in this league and continue down that track, um, you know, of having all-conference linebackers. Bo has worked really hard as well. He's another one, you know, that got, you know, unfortunately got stuck behind a really good player. And um, – has played enough football to be okay out there. And, you know, he's a completely different player than Ty. Bo can really, really run. I mean, that's the one thing Bo can do is run. And he's got to be consistent. I mean, that's the thing. He's got to be consistently in the right spots and do those things. And in our defense, you know, those two guys should have a lot of tackles, honestly. And, um, you know, Alex is very smart, always has a good nose for the football. Uh, and, and Bo's one that can make up for some things because he can run. Where do you feel like the strength is in this defense? Because, I mean, obviously those guys up front, that's a pretty good group, but you got to kind of like what you got on the back end too, right, in that secondary? Well, yeah, I mean, I think for us it always starts up front, you know, to a certain degree. I mean, that's the thing is Marlon Taylor's as good as any nose guard in this league, no question, maybe the best one. Um, I think Quay should have another good year. Or I think Quay should have a good year. Jay and Ben, I'm expecting them to have good years. So it always starts for us up front. But, you know, Jordan Walker's kind of coming to his own back there playing free safety. Um, you know, Cam Brown has been steady for us the last two years playing corner and is a good player. Ruben Lowry's as good as they come in this league. You know, and the thing is, we got to be solidified at that boundary safety spot. Josh Battle's got to continue to grow, or Clay Fields has got to take that thing over. And then we got to make sure, you know, the field corner is who he is. You know, we got to figure that out. It's kind of we go. Uh, Demetrius Coleman's had a good camp, and I think he in time will be a good player. It's going to be a little learning curve for him in some things. But um, you got a little more time and distance out there to the field than you do into the boundary. So 
we think he'll be fine as this thing goes along. And we got some guys behind him. If something happens, I think we'll be okay. Tell me about North Alabama now. I Look, I stuck with it through uh, up until the weather delay. They they lost me when that weather delay just kept going Saturday. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's a much improved football team. You can look at them uh, and tell how they get lined up, uh, what they're trying to do offensively, uh, where they are defensively. They brought in a – you know, a, a lot of new faces, two quarterbacks that are that are similar in some regards, but, you know, I'm not sure how they were trying to use them Saturday when you were watching them. It, you know, couldn't really get a feel of what they were trying to accomplish by rotating them as much as they were. The best best receiver didn't play in, in that game Saturday that played against us last year, the big number five that's, you know, that's still on the roster, so I don't know what the deal is with that. But they're better. You know, they are. They're, they're a better football team. Um, defensively, it's a bunch of man coverage now. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of folks up there, and they're in your face, and we'll have to deal with that. And, and uh, you know, we got to make some plays. We get the opportunities. We got to make some plays one-on-one and, and do those kind of things. And I'm, I'm hoping they stay in some of that man coverage. And if they, you know, we can pop a couple of runs because there's nobody around. But, you know, we're, we're going to have to go out and execute. They've – Kind of had an opportunity to go work the kinks out a little bit. And end of the day, it's going to come down to if we execute or not and we're in the right spots and eyes in the right place on defense and see what happens. Coach, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to Coach Wright for giving us some time this week. Thanks to you for joining us as well. Thanks to our producer, Tate Johnson, for putting it all together. And we'll look forward to being back with you again next week. Mocks open up the home portion of the season next Saturday against Kennesaw State. We'll tell you more about that next week here on Mox on the Mic. Until then, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.